Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r/slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got a great army revenge compliance story, but first a story from Monty Flash. So you want to make sure our shed is to code? I love malicious compliance. Our neighbor reported our old but sturdy shed to the city for being too large without a permit. Inspector comes out, measures. Nope, the shed's well under the size limits and doesn't need a permit. Husband starts asking questions about the rules and gets all the specifics on what is allowed. The shed's old and very basic. Why not have a bigger, better shed? Oh, and by the way, the inspector knows the neighbor. She used to work in the planning department, knows the rules, and clearly was just trying to make trouble, her M.O. He looks into her property and says he can see a good half dozen issues if we'd like to report them. We laugh, but nah, we're not going to go the malicious compliance route. We rip down the shed, hoping the neighbor is smugly gloating to herself. We do nothing for three weeks. Well, except draw plans, buy material, lay the foundation, and line up a couple construction friends to help. Then, one Saturday, our glorious big new shed goes up. Now, we hadn't heard from this neighbor in the three weeks, but now she's asking about our new shed. Love to see the inside if we don't mind. We did. Cue another inspection notice for building a granny flat, the shed, on our property. Obviously, the inspection goes fine. Well, except for those violations on neighbor's property, that unpermitted open fire pit built right against the retaining wall and fence is a concern. We don't want it burning down our new shed. She's got a couple guys out there right now jackhammering out concrete. I think I'll go offer them some cold drinks from the mini fridge in the new shed. Although OP won the battle, is there really winning this war when you have a neighbor that is so antsy to call any kind of like code enforcement inspector on you for whatever they perceive to be some kind of violation? Is this satisfying enough to make up for whatever they might try to do in the future? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. And by the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our final story of the day is from Sloppy Ice Cream. Petty Army Revenge, par, is par for the course. Dear reader, I had an illustrious 21-year career in the United States Army, which miraculously concluded with an honorable discharge. 21 years and 14 combat deployments produce a lifetime of stories. The overwhelming majority of memories are comical and worth remembering, like the time I barrowed another human's truck or the time I relocated an artillery display in my barracks room. However, some memories are extra ammunition after a live fire exercise, worth donating to Chuck and Barry. Memories suppressed so well they never happened. However, these memories can be unintentionally triggered. I worked at the bad place before attending assessment and selection. Working there was the sole reason for attending selection. The bad place was a three-star command and nursing home for dying careers. The Bad Place was a mixture of National Guard, Army Reserve, Active Duty, and Department of the Army civilians. It was essentially a foreign planet for a soldier who had grown up in Regiment and the 82nd Airborne Division. Overnight, I had transitioned from Airborne Infantry to the Equipment Tracking Officer. It was my sole purpose in life to source pre-deployment training equipment for deploying National Guard and Army Reserve units. 
These units would request specific types of equipment, and it was my responsibility to source at least two-thirds of the requested equipment. I should mention, my boss at the bad place was Department of the Army Civilian, DAC. I had 10 years of service under my belt, and it was the first time my direct supervisor was a civilian. Now, I have no issues with civilians, but I do have issues with horrible leadership. Mike was horrible. Mike was a dirty diaper, full of crap, and always on my butt. Side note, I feel the need to mention the bad place recently moved. Moved? Yes, deep south one day and midwest the next. Aliens? Nope. Base realignment and closure. What? The army decided to close some bases and expand others. Oh, so what's this have to do with the story? There was two active duty soldiers and two Department of the Army civilians performing the duties of equipment tracking officers in the Deep South. None of them moved, and all continuity was lost. Okay, there had to be some kind of transition though, right? Yes, all four of them spent countless hours informing me how terrible of a human Mike was via email. Oh, story time again. Dear reader, I had no earthly idea what my job was or how I was to perform it initially. Making matters worse, I would quickly learn Mike had no earthly idea either. Mike only knew what Z, the final product, looked like, and was mentally unaware of the other 26 letters in the alphabet. Mike was less useful than blinker fluid in football bats. Fear not, dear reader. It only took three months of working from 0500 to 2300 to garner a nascent understanding of my roles and responsibilities. Thankfully, I had wonderful counterparts at sister organizations. Furthermore, they were all equally aware of how useful Mike was. Fast forward four months, the section was still composed of exactly one OP. I was 25% of the total allotted manpower performing 100% of the duties. If you waited until the last minute, and only takes a minute, was my battle cry. Life was grand. I had developed standing up I had developed standard operating procedures, SOPs, and automated matrices to assist me. I was even starting to catch errors from the department that validated equipment requests. Note, remember, it was my duty to source two-thirds of the equipment request. I had a very unpleasant one-way conversation in August of 2011. Captain Richard Cranium was requesting that I provide three Rhino buses for training. Dear reader, I kindly explained why fulfilling this request was unfeasible. Problem solved, right? Nope. Received a call from Lieutenant Colonel Richard Cranium. I then received a call from Colonel Richard Cranium. The issue quickly became a self-licking ice cream cone of chaos. Ring, ring, ring. OP says, the bad place, G4 equipment tracking officer, this is rank OP speaking, how may I help you sir or ma'am? The caller says, this is Major General Richard Cranium from the California National Guard. Side note, civilian readers, the Major General is the boss Richard head for all National Guard soldiers in the state of California. OP does not get calls from general officers ever. How can I help you, sir? Major General Richard Cranium angrily says, I'm calling to inquire as to why you will not fulfill our equipment request. Is it not your policy to provide two-thirds? Dear reader, I was now a bit agitated. I had clearly explained the issue to the company commander, battalion commander, and brigade commander. I now have an irate god-level commander on the phone, and two courses of action are cycling through my mind. 
I could kindly explain why this request was absurd, or I could go full regiment OP. Slot machine OP, pulls lever, wheel spinning, still spinning, ding ding ding, regiment sloppy. Sir, I clearly explained to the previous commanders why I cannot fulfill their request, and provided other options. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I don't want options rank sloppy. I want my three rhino buses. Sloppy time to get fired attitude. Roger, sir. Well, as I told the previous commanders, there are only five rhino buses that exist on Earth. Three of them are deployed to Iraq, and the other two are in Afghanistan. Do you wish for me to forward this equipment request to Forces Command? Forcecom slash Four Star General. Major General Richard Cranium says, Oh, that won't be necessary, rank sloppy. I say, are you sure, sir? I mean, I can... No, did you explain this to... Every single one of them, sir. They say, disregard. I have some phone calls to make. Dear reader, the world was right again. At least I thought it was. It appears the Major General was slow to contact his subordinate leadership. The Colonel had contacted Mike, demanding I supply his unit with rhino buses. One would think a simple explanation would suffice for Mike, but one would be wrong. Common sense is an elusive, fickle creature for Mike. It was like trying to explain what number the letter purple tastes like. Mike says, Did you tell a unit they can't have a piece of equipment? I say, Yes, sir. They say, Why? I say, because there's only five of them, and they're all deployed to combat zones? They say, well, you need to figure out how to get them. In OP's brain, ah, is this man freaking serious? Then laughing, I think he is. I say, like, call the Pentagon and ask them to redeploy them from combat because some unit needs to train with them? Mike says, it's not your job to validate equipment, it's your job to source it. Do you understand? With lip service, I say, Roger that, sir. Dear reader, when one door closes, check for an open window. I had over 90 units on my desk and 30,000 pieces of equipment to source for the month of August. It didn't take long to find a window to crawl out. I found a unique request from an infantry unit. They requested a plethora of equipment, and it all made sense, minus four pieces of equipment. OP thinks to themselves, Pretty sure those four pieces of equipment need to be on a different type of request, right? Yeah, but it's not your job to validate it. Oh, right. Dear reader, I sourced it, all four of them. 
It was not an easy task either. I literally had to scour the entire country for available inventory. I made phone call after phone call to make this request happen. None of the items were collocated. They would need to be transported from the far stretches of the continental United States, and failure was not an option. I had fulfilled my responsibilities. I sourced the equipment and turned it over to Mike for signature. Mike's signature magically allocates funding and authorizes the transportation of said equipment. Dear reader, crap typically rolls downhill. However, this specific request defied the laws of gravity. Crap was going to roll uphill. I crawled back through the window and waited a month for the fallout to ensue. Truth be told, due to my heavy workload, I'd forgotten about my magnificent accomplishment. It was another horrible day at work until I received a magical phone call. Ring, ring, ring. OP says, The bad place, G4 equipment tracking officer, this is rank sloppy speaking. How may I help you, sir or ma'am? The caller says, Hello, I'm Sergeant First Class Ricky Bobby. I'm the long range surveillance platoon sergeant for unit name. OP says, Hey Ricky, how can I help you? Ricky says, Well, I'm looking at four helicopters and I'm told I need to sign for them. OP says, Let me look at your request. Shuffling noises. Yes, you requested two UH-60L Black Hawk helicopters and two UH-47 Chinook helicopters, correct? Ricky says, yes, but I requested them for spies, special purpose insertion extraction system, and fries, fast rope insertion extraction system training. He then says laughing, I'm not a pilot. What the heck am I supposed to do with four helicopters? OP laughing says, I mean, once you sign for them, they're yours. I suppose you could try to fly them. Ricky says laughing, freaking army. Suppose I could. OP says, don't worry, man, I've got your back. I've already coordinated with our aviation validators to support your request. I'll give you their number. Ricky says, I'm ready to copy. And I give the number over. And Ricky says, thanks, man. OP says, call me back if you have any issues, brother. I'll walk upstairs, G3 slash operations, and get this sorted so you boys can do spies and fries. Ricky says, Wilco, man. Dear reader, not only does crap roll uphill, but crap rolls uphill faster than I expected. I had just hung up the phone and was departing for lunch. I didn't make it five feet before I was beckoned to Mike's office. There's four chairs in Mike's office, one with a load-bearing capacity of at least 400 pounds, and four normal people chairs. I was awkwardly surprised to find it was already standing room only. The G4 colonel, deputy G4, and G3 colonel were already in Mike's office. Mike says, It seems we have an issue, rank sloppy. Opie thinks to themselves, We? Opie says, Really? I'm not aware of any issues, sir. Mike says, well, unit name is at Fort Hood, and the battalion commander's wondering why one of his platoon sergeants signed for four helicopters. OP shocked says, did they request four helicopters? I can go get the equipment request. Mike says, I have it right here in my hands. OP puzzled says, okay, did they request? Yes, they did. OP says, I don't understand the G4 colonel pipes in. The issue is, we needlessly shipped four helicopters across the United States. The G3 colonel says, there already are helicopters at Fort Hood. Helicopters and pilots there to support spies and fries training. They are specifically there for this type of request. 
G4 Colonel says, Rank sloppy. Did this request not look odd to you? Hysterical laughter going off in OP's brain. OP says, Absolutely, sir. The entire room with shocked faces just baffled as freak. The G4 Colonel says, Then why did you source it? OP retells the entire Rhino Bus saga. Sir, as I understand it, it's not my job to validate. It's my job to source it. Mike made it very clear on multiple occasions. Mike angrily says, Rank sloppy, do you realize that you just cost the army over $100,000 to ship equipment we didn't need to ship? OP says, Sir... The G3 colonel pissed off says, No, Mike, you just cost the army over $100,000. Mike says, Sir. The G4 colonel says, Mike, it's your signature that authorizes allocation of money and shipping. Did you tell Rank Sloppy it's his job to source, to not validate anything and only source? Mike says, Sir, I did, but... The G4 colonel starts walking out. Mike, let's have a meeting in my office. Opie thinks to themselves, oh, that sounds bad. Yeah, but Mike, not us. Opie says, right, and retreats to the desk. Side note, I know the G3 Colonel. We had worked in the same unit when he was a major. G3 Colonel follows OP, sits on OP's desk. The G3 Colonel, laughing hysterically, says, how in the freak did you do it? OP says, do what? They say, find four helicopters. OP says, I called everyone. I leveraged my network of contacts and made it my mission. They say, what did your counterparts say about the request? OP says, they have the same sentiments towards Mike. The G3 colonel, shaking his head, said, honestly, that's impressive. OP replies, sir, I was going to get crapped on either way, so I decided, screw Mike. The G3 colonel says, yep, screw Mike, I guess. Dear reader, thank you for reading my petty army revenge. I have good news. I no longer worked for Mike after that interaction. Other misdeeds came to light after that encounter. I had a long desk side meeting with the G4 colonel and fully detailed my relationship with Mike. It's nearly impossible to fire Department of the Army civilians, but it was easy to move me. The G3 colonel found a more suitable position for an infantryman. It also sucked, but he gave me ample time to prepare for assessment and selection. I was at the bad place for 18 horrible months before I found greener pastures. I could lament on all the horrible things, but it's not worth it. Why? At least I know where to go if I ever need four freaking helicopters. Cheers, Sloppy. Your job is not to ask why we need this mountain moved. Your job is just to move the mountains. Little did they know OP really moved a mountain. If anything, I feel like people above OP should just be, like, honestly impressed by how well OP was able to leverage four helicopters like that. Apparently, from what they're saying, it sounds like something that OP should not have been able to pull off. Yet, they did. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another compliance story that was absolutely crazy, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.